Hello, you guys. I am back with Mommy Friday, closing out this Mommy Friday on this Friday night. Oh, my God. It has been a journey. But guess what? Guess what? I have announcements coming up. And I also have um, my last top 10 questions for this season. This is the actual closure um, episode of season one finale. So season one is done. And this is the closure with Mommy Friday. So stay tuned. I shall return. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start with the announcements. Um, right now, it's actually the first day of my 15-day spiritual shutdown for my personal refill. And I will be returning back 9-1, September the 1st. Um, so I'm right on time with closing this, actually, and beginning something else and preparing for new um, episodes as well and new material. So, but I want to go ahead and extend the invitation to do a review of my book on Amazon or Goodreads if you have purchased it or have read it by now. And I thank you and I love you all so deeply and I truly am thankful for your support and love and not sympathy. I don't want any sympathy. And along with the purchase, I have your orders coming in next week for your free gift and also for your support. Also, for the reviews, I will be doing a giveaway once a week starting around mid-September for your reviews on Amazon or Goodreads. So if you do one, just let me know via DM or via email or, you know, however you want to reach out to me on either platform. Just let me know and I'll send out your free gift or your giveaway gift as well. And for um, September the 1st, once I return, I will actually be beginning my virtual book tour which is 30 days, and that's from my partnership with AAMBC. And that came from the Texas convention event. I'm so excited, y'all, because um, October, I'll be back on the road for 10 states and 13 cities every other weekend till November or the beginning of December. And I will be preparing for conferences, coaching classes, uh, public speaking classes in October. So I am very humbled right now and very grateful for this chosen grace of transforming my pain to help others and bring awareness as well. And I love you all for your support and love. Please continue to spare me the sympathy. Please. I, mm -mm. I don't want it. I don't need it. I am fine. I am fine. I acknowledge my decision making with the unlawful things that was unlawful to me that I made anyway and I took part in for being um you know, it was it, whether it was too good for me or not good enough for me. I I acknowledge my wrong in everything that I do. And moving forward, I can only be the best me and the Proverbs 30 woman, 31 woman of God he has chosen me to be. Which is why I am going after my personal refill he has for me. And it's so crazy because um, 
I actually chose a good time to go out and do start my own 15 day of fasting. My first one of fasting was 21 days in January, January 1st through um, January 22nd of this year early on. And um, that was actually with my church. And I had the great fellowship. Um, I had great fellowship support along the way. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. And I'm very thankful for that being my first time of fasting that I had that support. So now with me going out on my own and doing this fasting on my own with no fellowship, uh, this is actually for personal gains and um, spiritual expectations. Um, so I'm very excited to learn new things along the way. I'm very excited to do my own research and um seek through different resources for my spiritual gains and my spiritual growing. I'm very, I'm, I, you know, this is my first day. Um, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good so far. I'm not, you know, I'm, this ain't my first fasting. That's all I have to say. Okay. So, um, so when I return on September the 1st, I will be replenished, refilled, renewed, restored, redeemed, and refilled because you can pour out to everyone like I've poured out over the last months have been tremendous breakthrough for me it has been a tremendous blessing in itself because I published my first book and I you know I I was restored from homelessness I have a new house and I'm on new um I'm on new roads of and paths of success that I never thought I would be on because of things that I have transformed into my life and made better and as a new person. Um, I was, you know, I, you know, I've survived the divorce, my second divorce. Um, that was, you know what I'm going to say about that? Um, I'm happy. <laughs> you know what? I'm happy, honey. Okay. So that was my second divorce. I survived. You know what I'm saying? And moving right along, you will, uh, looking at these questions, you finna get some some deep answers because cause they went all in this time and, and I'm ready. I, I guess I got to be prepared. And I look forward to you all being on my new journey. And I thank you for being on this journey of my fistful of prayers as he shift me to inspire others along the way. And I'm going to go ahead into Mommy Friday questions. Whoop-de-woo when we get back. All right. All right. All right. All right. We are back, back, back with the Mommy Friday questions. Okay. And the first one is coming from Miss Monica from Tampa, Florida. And she says, how do you use your struggles and shiftings to teach your kids while you are going through? Okay, okay. Um, Pretty much, I will do my research first. Um, And what I mean by research, I will use my resources about going back to the word referring back to his word and what he said about this and that and um I meditate on it to get more understanding and you know you also have being a writer which what makes the writing um 
industry such a good help. I'm not even finna even front right now. Um, or even podcasting, I'm gonna say that too. Uh, blogging. Um, the thing about being a new author and a spiritual blogger and a podcaster is that you have a niche for something. And generally, within your niche, you have others that does the same thing as you do. Um, Like, for instance, my blogger, I have spiritual bloggers, I have faith bloggers, I have Christian bloggers, um, I have, um, you know, Sabbath day bloggers, I have, you know, inspirational bloggers, I have... You know, I have a different network that I network with in different areas. Even the podcast. I have Christian podcasters. I have spiritual podcasters. I have daily motivational podcasts. I have, you know, and then even in the author's world now that I'm newly introduced to, I'm happy about. I have Christian writers. I have Christian authors. I have spiritual authors, spiritual writers. And, you know, what makes it so good is that I, I always have the Bible as a reference and I always have the verses as a reference, but it makes it even easier when I have those same people that has that same inspirational insight as I do and also have that same kind of fellowship to inspire others as well that I can use and actually reach out to as well on a not so good day and get the same inspiration to inspire me on a bad day or something. So I have that same network in return to help and grow me as well. I surround myself. I try to surround myself with people in different networks and different industries, uh, no matter if it's motivational or inspirational, it's still a daily empowerment. It's still a daily encouragement. It's still a self-encouragement or inspiration to me that can inspire me. So I try to surround myself with people like that and network with people like that. So that way, if I do have, you know, a time where I am struggling with some things and I need more understanding, I can reach out. I can I have that support. I have that kind of niche. I have that kind of you know, I have that system and I have different people that inspire people different kinds of way. Like she may inspire me on, you know, on how to be a better mom. Somebody else may inspire me on how to cook. How, what to add in, you know, a daily mom cooking uh, routine. I have somebody else that may inspire me on how to organize homework, how to organize chores. Or, you know, I have another podcaster that may actually be a minister, you know, which is true. She's actually a doctor. Um, so she may be fully in depth. You never know how other spiritual level of faith can inspire your spiritual level of faith to help grow you. This is what I'm trying to say. And I thank God for me even being in these kind of niches that I can also fellowship with my fellow authors now, my fellow bloggers and my fellow podcasters and website owners that have that same kind of motivational, inspirational goals that I have as well. So I'm kind of excited about that. So that's how, as I learn, I teach them. So when I learn something, I grasp it and I start applying it to my daily living, then I start teaching them because they're going to see me shift anyway. They're going to see me change. They're going to say, Mommy, why are you used to do it like this? Why are you doing it like this now? Oh, baby, because I learned that it's better 
to be done this way. This is the right way. Mommy wasn't doing it right at first. This is the right way. So, and once I start changing how I do things, I notice they do the same thing. So, and they ask me questions about it. So, as I learn, I teach them. As I grow, I try to grow them with me. I know that their level of understanding is not up to par being nine and six, but with them doing the right thing, I can always train them up. You get what I'm saying? I can start somewhere. So I chose to start. As I go along to make changes, I prefer to teach them the same way. So, next question. Sarah from Macon, Georgia. Okay, okay, girl. What was your biggest affliction while recording your first podcast for this what for this episode how did I handle it my biggest affliction when I recorded my first podcast um I don't know what you mean by for this episode so I'm gonna say I'm gonna cut that short and I'm just gonna ask what was my biggest affliction while recording my first podcast and how did I handle it I think that's what you was trying to say um uh, my biggest affliction was um, scared to step out on faith. Um, I was scared of change um, because it was unknown. My biggest affliction was um, to face, you know, that disappointing feedback that you, you know, that that negative feedback I was I was scared of that for one because you know you, you y'all know the internet ain't nice <laughs> I ain't finna lie the internet is not nice baby people behind them keyboards and them fingers and them phones and them dashboards and all that stuff that people ain't nice they they are their words can be perceived as detrimental to some people but um when you walking on something and doing something that's not of you and you know you were called to do it as I am and I know this is not me because I'm an introvert and I'm not gonna lie I'm, I have introverted into I have introverted into something that I have introverted into an extrovert of of the Lord and I don't know what it is I don't know what it's called but it's something like that along the way and how did I handle that affliction is that I just did it. You know, I didn't think about it. Um, I just did it. And you know what's so strange about it is because my blogging, I actually started blogging on my own website four years ago, um, writing. I started writing four years ago with sharing my prayers and, um, you know, just helping others that didn't know how to pray and didn't know where to start to pray. So, and couldn't find the words to pray. So, I shared my most intimate moments on my website, uh, fistfulofprayers.com, as a blogger, as a Christian blogger, as a faith blogger, to, you know, help others, you know. And as you read my prayers, I'm not going to lie, as you read them, you will understand if you read between the lines of good and not so good. And you can tell when I had my moments. You can tell what my moments were about. You can tell how I handled my moments. You can tell how I felt. You can sense my feeling of faith as you read my prayers. And 
that's what makes it so personal to me. That's what makes my whole journey so personal to me. And I share my most intimate moments because, you know, I believe in, you know, sharing the knowledge. If I can't hold it all to myself, you know, I want to help others. If I want to help somebody, you know, I got to share. And I can't be greedy and keep all the words to myself, you know. I, of course, he got a big book. But when you're done with that book and you still hasn't completely, haven't completely grasped all the words that you need to know and you need a breakdown of that word and you need a prayer to go with a word and you don't have the words for it, you know, that I felt that was me. And writing was my mechanism of coping at that time because, um, Whenever I felt down or depressed or going through anxiety or something, I had to write it out, you know, and writing was me putting my emotions on paper. And so when he when he led me to do this podcast this year, I was like, what? <laughs> a podcast? I don't even be want to do a live. I haven't did a live not once. Well, I did a live one time and my face was not in the live. And that was the only time I went live. I think that was maybe last year around Veterans Day. Um, that's when an employee at a fast food restaurant was being horribly mean to me <laughs> on my day that I served my country. I should be appreciated for. But anywho, <laughs> so... And I was like, Lord, I haven't even done a live, like, real live before in my life. You want me to do a podcast, you know? But I understood later on as I recorded, I, as I was recording, I was kept getting feedback for my recordings. Like, oh, my God, you're so inspiring. You you can tell you go through and then you just share what you go through. You don't mind being open about your journey. No, I do not mind at all because I know I'm not the only one that goes through. I know I'm just built to endure. I know that it's okay to endure and it's okay to not be okay. So what I'm trying to say is he gave me my spiritual blog of writing to put my emotions on paper. He gave me my podcast to put a voice with my writing. And now that I published my first book, he gave me my book to give my writing and my voice a face. Yes, y'all. Because I'm not that person to... I'm an introvert. I told y'all I'm an introvert now. I'm not that person to just go out and be like, Oh, girl, da, 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 you need to... No, I'm not that person. I will write to you. I will send you a personal prayer. I, now I will record what you need. But now he actually gave me a place to write my own book of surviving domestic violence while serving the army to put a face with my voice and with my writing and I had to learn that I was very I'm still uncomfortable I'm very uncomfortable and I know when you're uncomfortable that means you're changing when you're changing that means you're shifting you're shifting for higher purpose and when you're shifting that means it's not of you it's of him so if I'm going to be his disciple and if I'm going to be going out with his word and sharing his word that means I gotta be shifted I you know it's going to be uncomfortable I'm finna be shooken. And (laughs) that's it, girl. How I handle it, I just do. Move out. I pray before I move, but as you can see, I just do it. And number three, Jessica from Flint, Michigan. She says, when you're dating or when dating, 
can you break down your purpose for that protection you have you was talking about oh okay so the protection I was talking about probably a couple Fridays ago that um um, I was talking a couple of Fridays about, um, protection. Um, I don't have any walls up from dating, um, based on my two past marriages that failed. I don't have any walls built up. I, you know, I still believe in love. I still believe that not everyone is like your ex. I still believe in love does not hurt you. People do, you know what I'm saying? So, um, with that protection, I just have protection over myself and over my children. Um, they have faced a lot dealing with men and it's based on their own fathers clearly because those are only two men that has been around them for a long amount of time and nobody else so as of right now being divorced I am very protective of who and what man I bring around them because I know that their disappointment that they have now has only been from their father. And I do know that the father of any child, including myself, that first disappointment, that first hurt can um, be a little, you know, be a little much for children. Especially, you know, I was a daddy's girl. I still am. And I'm a mommy's girl. I'm, you know, I'm mommy and daddy girl. So... I know how that can be, you know, because um, that's the first person you love. You know what I'm saying? That's just like mommy. Mommy is the first person you love. That's the first woman you love. So when a child or a boy, for instance, is hurt by their mom, they're going to hurt every female that they engage with sometimes because of the hurt they're based with their mom. I mean, that's the first woman that's supposed to love them. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a cycle that you have to break, but the child is not the one to break it. It's supposed to be the adults to break it. But since they don't have the accountability of themselves and the responsibility to take for themselves and their actions, they don't break it. So which leaves the other parent the higher responsibility to break it, to carry it on, and to maintain it, and also protect it. And that's me right now. I'm protecting it. I, re- I you know, everybody's not worthy of meeting your children while you're dating. I told y'all. You know what I'm saying? You have them. I told y'all a couple of episodes ago. Um, have them over after they go to sleep or something, you know. But if you feel like they're really serious about dating you and becoming a part of your children's life and helping you guys move on and move further and being that man that you guys need, then okay, it's okay. But at the same time, do that slowly. It's no rush. And if he is that man and he wants to be that man, he will understand. If he can't wait, then, hey, he got to understand that y'all have that protection and until you see and know that he is going to be the one to provide that protection and lift you from that responsibility then he can either take it slow or he gotta go okay (laughs) no comprehend that okay um number four tisha from gulfport mississippi how have you stopped disappointing yourself dating and as a mom now First of all, girl, let me tell you, I have stopped disappointing myself while dating because I don't expect nothing. 
nothing, nada, nothing, nothing. I let them talk and, um, you know, you know, say, shoot a shot, you know, say what they want to do. Oh, I want to take you out or I want to buy you flowers or, um, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, but it never like, oh, I expect them to, no, I ain't got no expectations for nobody that comes in my life now because you know how that's, that's put, that's giving them control of your feelings. And I refuse to give any man control of my feelings unless that's my husband and he's going to comprehend with my feelings. He's going to understand my feelings. He's going to be considerate of my feelings and he's going to acknowledge my feelings at all times. So, if with that being said, while dating, don't expect nothing. Don't expect nothing till that proposal or that ring or da da da. Because people are gonna only do what you allow them to do. And if you allow them to continue to lie to you, and if you allow them to mistreat you, then that's that's gonna open the door for them to continue to do it. And you know what? When you don't expect nothing from nobody, then you can't you can't be hurt because you're like, <laughs> okay, you said you was gonna buy flowers. Did you expect them flowers? You expected them all. Girl, you expected them flowers. Don't expect them flowers. Just be like, okay. That sounds nice. But it also can, you know, it can run a man away when you, because some men want that expectation. And, but you're not, you know, you're just not excited about it. You may be giving it in internally. You may be like, oh, okay. But verbally, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Internally, you're like, okay, I want to see if he's going to get them flowers. But you're going to let him know, oh, okay, because you don't want to let him know that you're expecting so much from him right now. And you want to keep that peace of mind that it's a 50-50 chance he's going to do it. It's a 50-50 chance he's not going to do it. Whichever one he chooses to do, you need to be comfortable with. So that's why you stay neutral. You stay in between them 50-50 chances, girl. Don't, don't go outside them chances. And then as a mom... Um, if you're single and you, you know, stop disappointing yourself, you know what? Don't be too hard on yourself, girl. Shoot, these you gotta remember society and social media and this generation has ruined our children. Okay, they don't even believe in it takes a village to raise them no more. They go outside and the neighbor tell them, Oh, you that you don't supposed to be in that street. Get out the street. They want to say, yeah, uh-uh, my mama told me. Or, um, you ain't my mama. No. See, what you failed, what they failed to realize is that when somebody is telling them something for their good, they just want to fly off the handle because they don't even believe in the village raising the kids anymore. And, and it takes a village to raise kids. And I get that because this society is kind of messed up. So that village can be a, a help or it can be a hurt. And I understand that because some people can see something happen to your child won't even say nothing until, you know, the last minute. Be like, oh, I did see him in the street playing. But did you say something when he got, before he got hit by the car? No, she didn't say nothing. But if she would have said something before he got hit by that car, he wouldn't have never got hit by the car. Now, would he? So, it's a 50-50 chance. I tell, I tell you now, it's a 50-50 chance people going to do you right. It's a 50-50 chance they're not going to do you right. So, you got to always stay neutral in all things. And um, 
Don't expect nothing. Don't expect much. And let them, let your kids know that, always let them know, reassure them that you're doing your best. It's just you and it's just them. We all we got, we're going to stick together and we're going to get through everything. And let them know that their help also comes from God. So before asking me for something, go pray about it first and then come back. And if you need help praying about it, child, we're going to pray together. Okay? All right, moving on. Prayer works. Prayer changes. Number five, Dana from Colorado Springs, y'all. And she said, what was the weirdest date you've been on and how did you handle it? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, Man. The weirdest date? Um. was on a weird weirdest date but um I haven't had a weird date yet praise God um they've all been respectful and you know I just haven't put too much in it you know I just I let them talk you know you know you don't let nobody you know, you don't expect much. You just, you know, go out, hang out, chill out, go back home, mind your business, and keep it going. Next day, you you don't try to text too early either. You let them text first and see if they're really interested in pursuing you like they like they said they would. So, um, but I have to say I had a weird saying. Um, um, this, you know what... Long story short, he wanted to, he has a fetish for something that's not human. So, with that being said, I don't do non-human things. So, um, that fetish and that saying kind of, you know, took the cake. <laughs> he got a, and, and if he did that to everybody, then, um, no. And you didn't even know me to do that. So I felt kind of weird about that. And um, what he asked to do, I don't even want to say on here, but just know it was some Kevin Gates type. She said, do you think you are healed wholeheartedly to move forward with a man based on your experience with two divorces? And she says, P.S. I have read your book twice. You saved me. Boo-boo kitty. (laughs) Okay, girl. All right, Jack. Well, thank you first and foremost for your support and thank you for reading it. Um... You're very welcome. Um, and yes, girl, I do think I'm healed wholeheartedly. Because you know why? Don't nothing they do, you know, phase me. I'm, girl, 
<sighs> I'm just happy to be alive, y'all. And um, most importantly, I'm happy to be able to love again. You know what I'm saying? They did not deter me because I know there's men out there that don't hit women. I know that there are men out there that can be a king and not just a man. I know that there are men out there that will actually listen to their wives' feelings and protect them verbally and physically from their family and friends and from all kinds of people or any situation. I know that. And um, I'm just happy I know that. And I've learned. And, you know, they all taught me something. They both taught me something, you know. So... I'm not, I know the realest man I ever had is deceased. And um, I say he's the realest because he he protected me. He, he truly did, whether it was physically or verbally. He had my back like no other I have yet to see. Not even my two ex-husbands had my back. Not even in that kind of way. He, I'm a... This is how verbally protected he was over me. Um, I didn't go into my book too much detail about how verbally protective he was. But I'm just going to say when I had trouble in my first marriage going through my domestic violence, he wanted to come to Colorado. Um, Yes, to handle that for me. And um, he did not stand another man to hit me because he never did. Um, So... It made him very angry that another man would do such thing and for me to allow it and stay as long as I did made him also angry and I guess that was the part of him holding me responsible for my own actions and decision making as well which I totally understand you know uh, I get it I acknowledge that now and um, I acknowledge that also in my book where I did you know for allowing some things and that was physically protection um verbally protection nobody could speak upon me in his presence without him coming to my defense verbally he knew me just that well to not let anyone speak upon me not even his family and you know i didn't have that in neither of my marriages because I felt um, I felt attacked and alone if either one of their family members said something and I had to defend my own self. You get what I'm saying? Um, so it's like when you have to go to your own defense, even though it's their family and they do not put them in their place of not acknowledging you as their wife and certain things you shouldn't be talking about their wives on um it's kind of like dang a slap in the face because that I think those two are the ultimate protections that a spouse or anyone in a relationship should provide because you know verbally you're not gonna always be around to protect yourself verbally from other people saying I get it I got it uh physically no man should put a woman put a hand on a woman anyway and shouldn't allow another man to do so got it so and if you do do so then you're just a hypocrite of what you will not allow so yeah so with that I think emotionally and mentally I think 
that the relationship plays a part in that. But I also think those are two personal protections that you should have of your own to not you should have some kind of self-control and self-awareness of yourself to protect yourself emotionally and mentally from somebody else. And I'm not going to go into detail about that, but should nobody be control of your happiness that much to where it brings you down emotionally and cause you a mental a mental impairment. You get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's all about you. And what you allow is what you allow. But what you don't allow makes a difference. You get what I'm saying? I'm probably not getting into detail too much about it. But when you make those decisions to impart yourself or impeach, impeach or partake, should I say, partake on things sometimes that you know can make you upset or get you mad or get you out of character, then, hey, you got to acknowledge you and that you disappointed yourself and it's not nobody else's responsibility and be like, oh, well, she shouldn't have said it. She shouldn't. No, no, that's you, babe. That's all you, babe, because at the end of the day, I, don't, I, I have grown and I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I ain't gonna lie. I can be, I can be that way too sometimes. But now that I prefer to be happy over everything, you're gonna you're gonna think completely different. You're gonna be like, man, don't nobody need to see me like that. I prefer to stay in my zone. I prefer to stay in my happy zone. Because if I get out of character, you ain't I'm not giving you nothing to talk about. I'm not giving you nothing to broadcast about and I'm not giving you nothing to call me a hypocrite in something that we're all human of and it's a part of the human nature to be and it's a part of your growing and spiritual rea- spirituality because God knows you're not perfect he knows you everybody got a little Simon in them but what he also knows is that you need some a little control in you as well so if you can't maintain yourself don't expect to maintain others and so yeah, girl. So, um, yes, to answer your question, I think I'm healed wholeheartedly, baby. And I have um, gained a little more self-consciousness when it comes to men and the insight on what I'm looking for and what I choose to accept going further. All right. Next one. Laura from Jackson, Mississippi. What are your plans for season two? And how will it be different? Girl, let me tell you. I have so much planned for season two, y'all. I come, I will be doing more interviews, I promise, this time. Um, Because my last interview. Pause. Just pause for a minute. You know how you try to help people and um, it didn't work out. That's all I got to say. It did not work out. And I am not that type to continue further dealings with people once they show me who they are and they it's not what I choose to air out. So the interview was actually good. The questions that I asked, the top 10 questions that I asked came out perfect. But when 
the hypocrisy came out and then the person uh, is completely different from the interview and I didn't know who the person was after the interview like how they I'm just gonna tell you this I'm gonna tell you this I'm gonna leave this with you first impressions are on point first impressions mean so much because when you put yourself out there the first impression it means so much to go into any other impression after that so that first one counts morally and it set the standard it set the board it set the tone it set everything about you that first impression anything after that is if you don't present yourself the same way it's like dang so what were you trying to do the first time so that first impression was okay but after that I'm like he was a completely different person. Completely every day. He was every day down to the publishing day, he was a completely different person. I could not deal. So I, I chose to let go and continue doing my own work and I didn't want to be a part of that. And I didn't want to represent that on my radio. I didn't want to represent that on my podcast because I understand everybody is not perfect. I get that. And I'm okay with that. But to be in denial about who you really are and to not show who you really are is like, why not? <laughs> I don't understand. You just did a full interview and you, this is who you was on the interview. Like you were the truth on the interview. And now you're, you, I don't even see you right now. Like you looking unfamiliar to me. So it was, it was it was horrible so I I did not do it so and I chose to unpublish it and I deleted it took it down I did not go through with it and um yeah that's it with that so um moving on but how will it be different though uh it'll be different because it'll be raw truth it will have interviews I will have giveaways um, I will have new topics, um, new um, new material. Girl, it's going to be a whole new vibe. Trust me. It, trust me. It's going to be a whole new vibe. Trust me. And as you listen to this season one, you're going to recognize that I started off soft. I started off coming out of my shell. I started off um, a little shy. I told y'all I'm an introvert. and letting it go. Um, I started off raw truth and it just got live. <laughs> I just got live. I got comfortable. Shoot. And I'm okay with y'all listening now. And then also with season two, um, I got comfortable with sharing me and I got comfortable with sharing me and growing into me. And I don't really, um, I don't really see negative feedback as a as a break me down. Like, if I hear it, if I see it, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I understand those are your opinions. I understand God made us all differently. I understand every image to somebody else that perceived good may be bad to others. I understand everybody's going to have perception. I understand everybody is going to not have the same opinion. Everybody's not going to like you. Shoot. I ain't going to lie. I ain't even finna sugarcoat no more. Everybody's not going to like you, and it's okay. It is okay, but to understand that 
Everybody didn't like Jesus either. But he still did what he had to do for his father. He went out and told everybody about his father, right? Hey, it's, he had tough skin. And as his disciple, I got to have the same thing. Everybody not, I got to understand that everybody not going to like me. Everybody not going to like the word I give. Everybody not going to like what I say. I got it. I get it. But I cannot stop there. I still got to press forward regardless because I'm not on my mission. This is not my mission. This is his mission. This is his purpose for my life and my growth and my journey. So he's leading me right now. He's guiding me. And this is not of me because I'm very uncomfortable. So moving forward, that's how it's going to be different, girl. That's how it's going to be different. And um, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Tamika, Orlando, Florida. What was the biggest accomplishments this season? And what was the challenge? Okay, the biggest accomplishment was getting partnered with AAMBC. And uh, the challenge was... No, my biggest accomplishment was publishing my book. Woo-woo! Yes, Lord. And my challenge was to still publish it with the errors that I had in there. I had corrected my book so many times, y'all. Let me let me go ahead and tell y'all. I corrected it so many times. Um, I made changes to it so many times. Um, even... The people I was working with made changes to it at the last minute, like within hours of the release also. Um, so that was a challenge for me to even put it out with the errors that it still has. And you know why I put it out with the errors that it still has? Because I want my readers and my supporters to know the real me. I want them to know that I am not perfect as anyone would claim or look at me to be. I want them to know and to see and to read that I'm just like you. No, I know how many errors is in my book. I know it's under 10 and fewer than 20. I know how many errors is in my book. But out of 90,000 words, 90,000 words plus, actually it's more than 90,000, it's only 10 errors and it's less than 20. So out of 90,000, I'll take that, you know? And I wanted y'all to see and to read that it shifted me. And because of those shiftings, you will see my writing shifted, my tone of my book shifted, my plots shifted, you know, my whole story shifted. I was, it's, that's why it's called shifted. You get it? Like, you will see, like, oh, like, it may be missing, like, a, you, you know, I'm not even finished. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to let y'all read it. And y'all tell me what it's missing. I do a giveaway for it. The first error that you find. And I know what the first one is at, too. I ain't going to tell you. I know what chapter is at. It ain't even in introduction. It ain't in one. It ain't. I know what it's at. I can pretty much pinpoint all the errors. And I'm okay with that. And... I was told that, oh, girl, you might get this kind of feedback. You might get that. I don't care about that kind of feedback because it's my story. And 
I'm imperfect. I will not and I cannot ever, ever be perfect. Now, I can go back and I will go back and fix it. But as of right now, I just needed a few of my readers to know that I am not perfect. I'm just like you. I make mistakes too. And guess what? The only difference is some of us is that I actually own mine. And I'm okay with mine, regardless of the he say, she say, and the negative feedback I'm going to get in return. I'm still okay with it. So that was my challenge of being okay with what may come back to me or what said may come back to me. That was the biggest challenge. Um, Number nine, Chase. Oh, Chase is a man, y'all. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. And he said, you sound happier on each episode, but how are you actually keeping it together being a single mom? I'm good, Chase. Sure. I ain't going to even, you know what? Let me stop talking like that. I'm not going, but that's that's real. That's me. That's, that's my raw truth. And it's Mommy Friday, so that's the only reason why. But um, I am happy, Chase. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you know. I am very happy. You know, I can't. You know, you can't be down for long. You can't stay there. You got to get back up, especially when you know who provides and who heals you and who redeems you and who restores you. And I know all that come from above. So I don't depend on man for none of that. I forgive and I don't forget. Um, but some things I do choose to forget because. I know it's never going to change. But once I see change, then my memory comes back. And then I'm like, oh, they did change. And then I can forget then. Because now that the change has taken taken effect, it's like, oh, I can forget it now. But it's like people people like, oh, I can forgive, but I won't forget. No, I can forgive and forget because once I see the change taking place, then I can forget what you had already did because now I'm seeing a new person. I'm seeing a new action. I'm seeing a new, you know, I'm seeing a new you. So I can forget that old you once I start seeing a new you. But as long as I see the old you, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I can forgive. What part you want me to forget? <laughs> but yes, I am very happy. Um, and I'm holding it together with God's grace and his strength. Because if it wasn't for him, child would have been fell apart. But had it not been for him, I would have been, I would have lost my mind. But thank God for him. And thank God for his son, his grace, his mercy, and protection. And, um, for his ultimate sacrifice for me. I'm very grateful, y'all. Because if I had to do it alone, I don't think I would have never made it this far. And also, Chase said, I read your book. You are a real survivor. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for reading it. And I hope it brings you much inspiration as well every day and um let me know what color you what's your favorite color um you and 
Jackie from Texas. Uh, I need your favorite color as well. And email me an address where to send it. Uh, whether it be purple, yellow, white, or black. Choose one of them four colors for me, please. And email me with your color and address. So to get your to receive your free gift. Um, Tyrone from Denver, Colorado. All right, Tyrone. He says, when is season two? I'm just ready. Oh, well, Tyrone. Season two will be after I come back from my spiritual fasting for these next 15 days. Um, um, September. I'm thinking, should I start before or after my birthday? Uh, Which will be the 22nd of September. Yes, I'm the last Virgo and I'm the first day of fall, y'all. Boop, boop. So, um, I will definitely have that up and ready. And I will actually post a podcast when season two is actually on the way. And I will have more. And, oh, and a new thing that I'm doing with season two. Um, I will be recording Mommy Friday's live Yes, so I alternate between Facebook and um, IG for Fridays, as somebody said, Friday. I told somebody about Mommy Fridays, and they was like, no, girl, that ain't it. What's the day is? I said, oh, it's Mommy Friday, okay. Yeah, that's just how much they tune in. I'm so happy, though. Thank you for correcting me. Um... But so, yeah, starting my second season, that's something new. I will be going live every Mommy Friday, Friday episode. Yes, honey. We're going to get some behind the scenes work, work. All right. So y'all can tune in and and actually ask me questions via live. And also I'll be still answering questions from emails. So. But before I leave, those were the top 10 questions that I had tonight. This podcast is kind of long because I told y'all I was going to, you know, let the truth hang out. And um, I just want to say protect your children. Yeah, I don't care. You know, it's I don't care what people have going on in their life. But when they're negative, they're toxic and they choose not to change protect your children you know and you can't force anybody to be in your children's lives that don't want to be there and um so i'm leave y'all with 10 top tips to live a regret free life number one trust god in prayer always whatever you're going through put him first Put them first. Keep them ahead of your life at all times. And whatever you're going through, whatever is in front of you, whatever the situation may be, go to him in prayer first before you go to advice. I know we have counselors. I know we have mentors. I know we have speakers and coaches. But pray about it first. Pray first. Go to him first. Talk to him first in a very intimate moment. Have an intimate moment with him first. Let him give him some, give him Give it to him first. Try him first. And then relax. Take a deep breath. Give it some time. I ain't said that long. More like a day or two. I'm pretty sure he, he'll give you an answer. Speedy. Speedy answer. And then talk about it. 
And I bet you any amount of money, if you go to him first about anything, instead of going to your friend, instead of going to these coaches and mental, you know, people, I bet you any amount of money, if you go to him first and put it on the table for him, wide open, truthfully, letting down your pride, I bet you, you will be so much better when you finally talk about it to somebody else. I guarantee. And email me and let me know how you feel about it. Number two. Be responsible for you and accountable for you. That means you can't control nobody else's actions and nobody else's words and how they treat you. You can only receive it and return better to them. Return them in the favor that God returns the favor in you. So forgive. I don't know about the forget part because some things are unforgettable. But with time and with prayer... You can't forget, especially when you start to see change. Um, and when you be responsible for you, that means you're responsible for what you say in return, what you give back, and how you retaliate against things. And whether you retaliate or not, go to prayer. Seek Him in prayer first before you do anything. And hold yourself accountable for your actions. Hold yourself accountable for what you say and do to people. Hold yourself accountable for anything you do wrong, whether it's good or bad. Hold yourself accountable. And don't let anybody else hold you accountable first before you hold yourself accountable. Be the one to acknowledge you and what you do first. Stop letting other people acknowledge what you do and giving them something to talk about. Acknowledge you and be responsible for you first. And number three, stop disappointing you by starting with you first. So stop disappointing yourself and then you'll stop disappointing you. So, that starts with you. So, what is your part and stuff? You will stop disappointing yourself. And you will know your limits on what you will and what you cannot and what you will not allow others to do to you once you stop disappointing you. All right, number four. Trust God's timing, not yours. Just because you prayed for it, you asked for it, and this is this in time, and you got this time, suspense, they already lined up. Oh, you need it by Friday, you need it by Thursday. God, your timing it's not always going to be on time and stop stop perceiving your prayers to be heard and received on time and answered on time you have to trust his timing as well that means if you pray for something that's due for Monday or um, you need it by a certain day know that when you go to him in prayer that it's not going to happen on your time do not disappoint yourself that's the biggest disappointment that people can make when they fall out of believing in, in Jesus. Like, they, they don't believe no more because, oh, he ain't do it when I asked him to. No. No. God will show up and show out on his time. Trust me. And then guess what? It's all gonna work out. Trust me. Trust me. Honey, it, your timing may be right now, right here, but his timing is like, right there, over there. It's coming. But you got to trust him. He wants you to trust him first. He wants you to trust him while you wait. And and sometimes waiting for him is not always bad. Because that way it won't be rushed. It's a process for the process to take place. Nothing rushed will fail. But something rushed always don't end well. Don't never end well. Know that. Um... 
Number five, raise his blessings and train them up as you learn. Um, His blessings are your children. Yes, those are your blessings because why? They're not your children. Um, They are blessings temporarily. You are their earthly moms. You are their earthly responsibility. You're their God-given authority until they get to heaven with their father. Know that you are training them as well as as he's training you. So train them up in a way that God trains you up. Together, y'all will rise always. And they learn as they go and you learn as you go. Number six, always be grateful for his grace, love, and mercy. They are precious gifts not to be taken advantage of. And that's that's just the honest truth within itself. Number seven, less talk and more help when it comes to others. Stop talking about people if you're not helping them. That's a big old, that's the biggest issue this world has today. They'll talk about you before they help you. And guess what? Some will help you and still talk about you. And guess what? Some will help you. No, some will, how they say? Some, <coughs> bless me. Um, some will tell you, oh, you can always ask. I'm here if you need anything, if you need help. Da, 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 da. Don't be ashamed to ask me. Okay, you just open up the door for me to help you. And then you go right around and talk about the same help you offered me. Yeah, so not all help is good help. Be careful who you ask for help for. Number eight. And love does not hurt you. People do. Love is a four-letter word. It's action word. It's something that you do. It's something that you show. So, and it can't be shown and it can't be done without people doing it and showing it. Love does not hurt you. People do. Number nine. Accept nothing less than what you deserve. Don't accept nothing that you know you don't deserve and you know you're worthy of more. That's all I got to say. You know better. You treat you treat yourself how you would like others to treat you. And if they don't see the way you treat you, then they don't acknowledge how they should treat you by looking at you treat you. And I don't know if I said that right, but I hope you grasped it. Number 10, never be a victim. Always transform your pain or hurt, even when you don't understand why. I'm a prime example. I didn't understand any of it. But guess what? I was blessed to live through it, get through it, and transform that same pain and hurt to help other women. So... Um, that concludes season one of Mommy Friday and closure for season one overall. And I just wish you guys the very, very best, you know, and I want you to be blessed and encouraged. And I thank you for listening and tuning in on my journey of sharing my fistful. And guess what? Season two will be on the way. Hey, hey, ow, ow, yes. And we're going to praise him. Yes. And we're going to praise him. Y'all, I'll be so happy when I be singing. Y'all need to stop that. I'll be turning everything into a church song. I need to stop that. But that's all right. Season two about to be popping. And I look forward to having you guys back and tuned in and on my journey. And like I said, this is a journey. 
it's not overnight. This is a journey and I'm choosing to share it. And I hope you learning as I'm learning too. And all I can say is congratulations to you for not giving up and giving in. And encourage yourself. When others, don't be waiting on that hand clap and that backpack from nobody else. Encourage yourself and speak over yourself. And greatness is in you because great is in he and he is that in you and you are great. Okay? Acknowledge that. I think I said it backwards, but maybe. It's Friday night, y'all. Give me a break. Okay? I'll see y'all back, though. Until then, be blessed, encouraged, and filled with love. Good night.